Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13, starting with verse 31. And here are these two parables from Jesus. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. Today we're invited to imagine the unimaginable kingdom of God at work in the world today. Last week as we talked about this kingdom of God now, we learned that God considers us treasures in his field and a pearl of great price. This week, what will our two mini parables teach us? Today, Jesus invites us to imagine how God is present and powerful in his reign right now. And as a reminder, that the kingdom of God is the world put right. Me put right with God, me put right with others, me put right with this broken and fallen world. How it was supposed to be. It's this reign of God. But let's admit it, sometimes it feels a little underwhelming, this kingdom of God. Maybe we're distracted and we miss seeing it, or maybe we do see it and we're disappointed in it. Speaking of being distracted, from this whole world standpoint, from a global kind of picture, the world right now is a really hot mess. Think big picture. COVID is raging. Tennessee is flooding. The West is burning. Louisiana right now is being impacted by a tremendous hurricane, and Afghanistan is in chaos. And the kingdom of God, the reign of heaven, the world put right is, is in our midst, is at work right now in our personal lives. And think of us as the church, not just globally, but as the body of Christ. It's no longer the church anymore that drives society, that, that influences it. Rather, it's 24-hour news outlets and social media. To make matters even more hidden, it looks like the church more and more each day, at least in the United States, is shrinking and getting smaller. We're viewed by the rest of the world as behind the times, contrary to current modern thoughts on social issues. What on earth can we, just one person or one group of people, do that will make any kind of impact? And think personally. In your own family, where are you struggling? What doesn't make sense? What would you do differently if you were God? Or maybe you're just disappointed with what God is doing in your life. We were reminded last week that all parables, whenever there's a single character, that person represents, generally speaking, God, specifically speaking, Jesus. And what Jesus may be doing right now, it may seem small and insignificant, just a, a puny little mustard seed, a tiny little packet of yeast. Great, the presence of God is here, but come on, God. Bring on the, the, thy kingdom come. Let your power, your glory be evident right now. Bring your church victorious right now. These little stories that we have today insist that the reign of God is happening in Jesus' ministry in an unspectacular way that leaves the unbelieving crowds unimpressed. But with these two parables this morning, for those who believe, for those who have ears to hear, Jesus reassures that he is indeed present and powerful in his reign right now, as well as not yet. That there's more going on 
behind the scenes that we don't see. The kingdom is indeed present now. The hiding the yeast in a batch of dough is probably more pervasive than any of the hidings that Jesus has used so far to illustrate the kingdom of heaven. Because just as yeast enters into the dough by being dissolved in the very liquid that makes dough in the flour actually dough, we realize that never once has the dough ever been unleavened. From the very first moment that the ingredients were mixed together, the bread was leavened. So this parable insists that, that the kingdom enters the world at the moment of creation, that there is not and, and was never ever any unkingdomed humanity ever in creation. For every second of time that the world was, it was also the kingdom. There's no corner in the world in which God is not right now actively working. The kingdom of heaven is everywhere and it's every when. It is present. And as a part of the church, the body of the Christ, we are the very real presence of Christ in the world today. Last week we talked about us being outposts of the kingdom of heaven. If the man who plants the mustard seed is Jesus, then by extension we too are invited to join him in planting seeds in the lives of those around us, in our families, in our workplaces, in our schools, and in our communities. That's, that's the whole Jesus adventure that we're called, equipped, sent, and restored to plant those seeds. If Jesus preaching, teaching, and healing real presence is the very yeast working in the world through word and sacrament ministry of his church, then whose lives are you raising around you? As the yeast in this world, whose lives are you improving and rising up? Now personally, I've seen God present, his very real kingdom present through some recent struggles and challenges that our family is facing. And he's used those moments to, to amp up the trust that I have in him, to rely on him in faith. Doubts and fears and anxiety from this world, I get it, it can seem completely and totally overwhelming and I've been at that point of being overwhelmed. I know the feeling of hopelessness, despair, it's in those moments that God in his infinite wisdom is able to use even those moments to draw us closer to him, to rise up our faith to be bigger than our problems. Only by being overwhelmed have I found God starting to reveal himself to be bigger than my problems, that he has indeed overcome the world. Here's what that looks like from a practical standpoint. When you know that God's reign is now, when the kingdom of God is present here with you, it becomes more real than the threats of this life. You end up not worrying. When God's mercy is more real than the hurts that people have caused you, you lose all bitterness and resentment. When what Jesus has done for you on the cross becomes so real, what he has done to forgive you connects becomes simple to forgive others, even those who have cut you to the bone. When you have low self-worth and you just hear criticism of others and it devastates you, but then you know the kingdom of God is present and you hear the Savior speak words to you like, you are my treasure, you are a pearl, 
you mean the world to me. Well, then you can have confidence in knowing that you have true value. That the circumstances in life that you're experiencing, they don't get to define who you are. What people say about you or to you does not get to define who you are. But you are defined by that great appraisal who looks at you and says, you are that field and the treasure. You are that pearl of great price. You are mine and no one can take you away from me. The kingdom of God is indeed present. And I thank God that it is so much more than what we can see with our visible eyes. That there is so much more power that God is up to behind the scenes, working things to the good of those who love him that we cannot yet see today. But it doesn't mean that he's not at work doing it. God has not fallen asleep on the job. He is working fervently right now to bring the fullness of his kingdom into our vision so that we can see it with our own eyes. Now these parables, in these parables Jesus teaches us this reign of God that maybe seems so small now, in time will be larger than we can imagine. These parables are, are full of hyperbole. Jesus uses hyperbole. Hyperbole is a word for just an exaggeration. Right? So I was always confused by the first parable, the parable of the mustard seed. For those of you who have seen a mustard seed before, they're not very big. But there are certainly smaller seeds that you can plant in a garden. And, and I don't know if you've ever grown mustard greens, but it, it's, not, it's not a tree. You, know, you can't plant a mustard seed and think, man, 50 years from now, I have a big tree. I mean, it'll be a small plant at best. And so the fact that Jesus says it's going to grow into a tree would spark people who's like, wow, that's, that's unexpected. That's not what, what I would think would happen. That the kingdom of God is not what you think will happen. It'll be so far better, so far grander. It's a completely unexpected declaration for Jesus to say that this mustard seed would grow into a gigantic tree. It's an exaggeration to show that the kingdom of heaven one day will be revealed to be far bigger and far grander than we could ever begin to imagine. That one day things will be different, unexpectedly and dramatically different. What is now, Jesus says, is not what will be. And there's great exaggeration in the parable of the leaven also. Um, I'm not sure if there's bakers, I'm not, I love to cook, but I don't really like to bake. So when I read a measure of flour, it's easy to think that that would be like a cup of flour or, or a little bit of flour. But three measures of flour, uh, this is a lot of dough that this woman is making. It's a bushel of flour. That's 128 cups. That's 16 five-pound bags of flour. That when you mix in the 42 cups approximately of water necessary to turn this dough into, or to turn this flour into dough, you will come out with 101 pounds of dough. That's a lot of dough. And the smallest amount of yeast enters into this dough and it permeates everywhere. Then my dad was a biology teacher, and he loved yeast, and he would describe to me, and I never forgot it, what happens when yeast eats sugar in the right temperature and the right water conditions and everything, then it starts to produce gas, and it does that by farting and burping. <laughs> and a high school boy never forgets fart jokes. But farting and burping its way, it produces 
carbon dioxide that gets released into the rest of the dough and those bubbles of carbon dioxide when they're heated, they expand and they rise. This one little tiny ingredient, one little tiny thing enters into all of it and radically changes what that substance is. So too is the kingdom of God. Jesus, as the yeast, as that mustard seed, planted, planted as a dead corpse into the garden of the tomb, dies. And with his resurrection, in that moment of death and resurrection, Jesus saying, it is finished and the dead can no longer hold me. This small, tiny, insignificant event in the eyes of the world has permeated the entire kingdom and has radically changed and raised us up to a new life. It's amazing. And he calls us and invites us to do the same, to do that in the lives of others. I really want you to think this week, as you interact with other people at your, at your house, at school, at work, in your neighborhoods, the people that you connect with, do you make their lives better? Do you lift them up? Do you serve them, protect them, encourage them, equip them? Share Jesus with them. How will you raise the lives of others around you up this week? It's so incredible that God does such dramatic things with such small pieces, like a mustard seed and a little bit of leaven, that it radically changes everything even when you can't see it. And one of the songs that we sing uh, by Brian Ortiz, it's called The Waymaker. And I love the bridge in that song, right? The bridge says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. I wanna encourage you today that if you feel like life is sideways, that the kingdom of God certainly can't be real and present right now. And if it is, it's certainly not doing very much. Remember that, that even when we don't see what's happening, God is at work. His plan and his will to do massive things with seemingly small, insignificant elements. He loves doing those things. He is at work doing those things in your life. And be prompted and encouraged to do those same types of things, small, but incredibly significant to bring change in the world around you. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, we praise you that you are indeed a God who is at work in very powerful and present ways in our life. That just this kingdom of yours is coming and is bigger than we could ever imagine. God, it's like, like John writes in Revelation, it's a place where there's no more crying or mourning or pain. For that matter, there's no disease, virus, cancer, depression, anxiety, worry, or fear. That we'll see a city that's radiating with your glory, a city of gold, foundation lined with jewels, gates made from giant pearls, streets of gold, the river of life, the tree of life. God, those are just metaphors and earthly words that attempt to describe the unimaginable greatness of your kingdom. God, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.